0: It will. It will sort itself out. I hope. I hope it does. Let's go up here. (laughs) Fuck it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go like We are going to down Sheep 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 Hey Rap Win has oh Aki Essa é aqui. So é aqui the done. Come on this this We are here on a billion and nine. Billion a way, How are you all doing? How's everything looking for you? How's everything feeling for you? Good morrow to thou. My name is Kira The Don. I'm broadcasting live from Don Studios, Mexico. We in the Meaning Cave. That's camera two, high camera two. That's the CRT, high CRT. That's uh, a bunch of things. We are a professional operation. that, is so everybody logged in? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the stream. Hello, Point Curation. Hello, Robert Easy. Hello, Frank. Hello, Big Bad Wolf. Hello, Ill Ink. What's up, Ill Ink says, I have those pink leopard velvet pants. Which ones? Where are they? Am I wearing them? No. I am not wearing them. Do you know what I did think about wearing them this morning? I thought about wearing the Meaning Wave neon, uh, purple, pink, cheetah print pants this morning literally did, but uh, I went with the um... We need a, we need a pant cam, because you can't really see my pants. But uh, I'm wearing the Chad Formula pants, they're pretty amazing. And they do go nice with the uh, Hopecore t-shirt. Yeah. I say it was a good day and I didn't I didn't have to use um, anybody's AK yeah. no AK required no AK required Big Bad Wolf says Fist of the North Star exactly And the true Fist of the North Star Ooh. immaculate vibes vibes on my TVs every day. If you are listening you uh, don't get to see the glory of what's on my CRT TVs but that's fine. You can just imagine, just, just picture glory. Or uh, Street Fighter 2 the animated movie which is amazing. Yeah. Perfect. yeah it was a good day, I woke up, slunked four raw eggs like I always do. I made myself a coffee. And um pretty much immediately I went what did I do? Perfect. Did some stuff, did some admin things, checked in on Jason Eva. I did a podcast with uh Tommy Carrigan. Perfect. Tommy's podcast over on Rumble. He got um he got yeeted off YouTube. He used to send me stuff, like he used to make t-shirts and things of that nature, and uh, he was telling me earlier he had like an epiphany whilst listening to Lo-Fi Christmas, and realized he had to stop messing around in Photoshop and do a podcast. So he started a podcast, and he's basically just done like a daily podcast ever since. Uh, now his podcast is doing really well, uh, he wasn't YouTube, but he got kicked off for, uh, he had Dr. Robert, uh, what's-his-face, the one who got Rogan in trouble. Um, he had him on he got like Yeeted on YouTube So he just like Switched straight over To Rumble He's built up like 20,000 followers Or something over on Rumble Doing his podcast every day Proud of that young man Proud of that young man Shut up. Anyway, it was a cool podcast you can go listen to that i dropped a link in a few places where i drop links it'll be in the newsletter i'll be in the blog you know i have a did you know i have a Substack? the content of the Substack is exactly the same as the content of uh, meaningwave.com i post blogs on that place too i post the same blogs on patreon Perfect. And uh, also, now I've added LinkedIn to the roster. LinkedIn. People are using LinkedIn. Like, when I was in Miami recently, everyone kept asking me what my LinkedIn was. Perfect. So, fuck, I haven't used LinkedIn since like 2017. I better start using it again. So, uh, now I just have, you know, the blogs and everything posted there as well. Perfect. Back in the old days, when I invented the internet, it was just you had one website and you posted things on there and that was it. That's all you did. That's all you did. That's all you had to do. There was no nowhere to go. You hung out on some message boards and stuff like that, but you weren't like doing the
1: Perfect.
0: tour of social things, you know what I mean? You didn't have to go check on Instagram and, and X and all these various places. Perfect. Telegrams. No, there wasn't. You had your website and you had a, like a message board, maybe.
2: See,
0: it was all so simple then. Shout out to the Wu Tang Clan. Make some noise in the chat. How are you? It's an ask stream. It's an ask stream. Do you remember back in the day we used to do ask streams? We used to do, they were called Ask Akira. Do you remember those? We used to do them. I would sit there. I would sit. That was when I used to sit down. I haven't sat down in years. I used to sit down in a chair, a stool, uh, upstairs in my studio in, was it Los Angeles, after having getting lost uh, the LA studio and moving all my stuff into the crib, when we lived off of Melrose, that was it. And I remember one time there was um, a load of flying ants or something, or termites, no, flying termites just flooded the studio while I was doing a stream. I think I used to do that every Saturday. Toast says, I member. Yeah, I used to do that. and um, That's when I was skinny. And I used to sit there, all skinny, uh, with a hangover, because I would have DJed the previous night and been out till four in the morning, at least, or something like that. And I would sit there on Saturday morning uh, on my stool off Melrose in my nice apartment in Los Angeles answering questions. Anyway, I have a fucking, I have a lot of questions. People have sent me lots and lots and lots of questions, so I'm gonna go through some of those. Uh, if you want anything answered now, drop it in a super chat and it will be pinned to the uh, dashboard and I will see that when I've answered some other questions. Uh, before we get into the questions, let's do our international high five. For our international high five, simply tell me where you are and ask a one word question. I won't necessarily answer it, but it'd be, you know, what question can you ask with one word? That in itself is a question. Where are you one word question based Sheila says, those were the days I do miss the gold curtain. The gold curtain is in storage in Texas. One day I will get it back. I might just put it up in here. Uh, fool killer, Maryland. The question, sup? Sup? I think Jesus has a good answer for that one. Something about my cup, his cup or anything over us. something. Eric Waters says, woohoo, uh, Sheila is in Nashville, unbreaded. Different stream, that's the different stream. Let's go. That's usually a little later than this one. Meeting wave, unbreaded. Live waving of unbreaded, wouldn't that be something? Ill Inc., Denver, why? Why not? Lane Stewart, Happyland, Oklahoma, am? I think so. Robert Easley, Boiling Brook, Illinois. Why? Toast 1012, Illinois. What is your current move? Cheeto. Surtrage on the bike. Huff puff. More mass. Eric Waters, Australia. When? Now, obviously. Big bad bull. Mario. Splash. Shaky Pavel, California reset. Always. Sheila made you laugh. Dino Medici Zing 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 zing. Sheila, that would be epic. Lo-fi unbreaded. Ricesa would love that. Big bad wolf, shout out the man to save the way insight of the ages, you coming back to the states brother um, well you know my shit's there i gotta get my shit <laughs> i was back in the states uh last month uh i did a, a show in miami and then went to uh texas to go to blaze tv and go on the normal world podcast that was very nice have to pop back for something. There's lots of stuff to do there. Um, Dino, I'm gonna have to time you out a minute because I can't read everybody's messages because you keep just dropping emojis. So I'm gonna have to time you out. I'm gonna have to get a, a wrench wench uh, at some point to deal with things like that. Yeah. Hello, Ether Elephant. Hello, Ill Inc. Hello, everybody. Let's do an international high five. Whee! you ready? Three! No. Two. One. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're in the house. In the house we are. Mm, let's have a look. Shouts out to Jason Ever who made me a nice spreadsheet. Plastic Neon says, you were great on Normal World. Hey, thanks very much. It was nice being on Normal World, they're lovely. And it was a really epic studio. Blaze TV studio is crazy. Uh, it used to be uh, a movie studio. So the studio, the Blaze TV studio was used to be a Paramount studio. So it's this massive studio. I mean, I love my ceiling rig, but this place has the most ridiculous ceiling rig I've ever seen. It's vast. It just goes on for eons. You know, they filmed Robocop in there, for example. They filmed a lot of movies in that place. Uh, they filmed All in the Family, I believe it was. And the set was... Um, still there you know and then it had everyone's like all the people who are on there now their sets and there's some amazing sets uh pimp on a blimp took me showed me his set which is you know the blimp it's very cool um glenn beck has a very nice set everyone had really cool sets uh it was a very very cool place and it had like giant robots in there like glenn beck just collects cool shit so he had a lot of giant robots and uh and giant bears and things of that nature just Just cool, big shit. Mm. All right, let's answer answer some questions. If I can read them. Okay, here's a question. This is from Luke uh, via Instagram. Said, uh, how motivate self to gym? Me fat lazy, you not fat lazy. Tell me how. Well, that's a perfectly legitimate question. You don't motivate yourself to gym because um, motivation is bullshit and um, requires far more work than, than much more uh, effective methods. And uh, obviously the effective method is discipline. And uh, this is created by having a non-negotiable situation. So you create non-negotiable situation. So if you want to go motivate self to gym, you go, okay, you have to know why you're doing a thing. He who has a why can withstand any how, right? So why are you going to the gym? You're not just, ah oh, probably, probably what I should do. You really think about it. Why are you going to the gym? Why is it important that you become the strongest version of yourself in potential? Why is it important that you can, um, you know, run for long distances carrying large weights like, say, your family, you know what I mean? Maybe you need to carry your family. Uh, I always say, you know, talk about in the instance of a sort of zombie invasion or something, I need to carry my wife and son across like rubble. My wife is like, stop envisaging dystopian scenarios, please. Can't you think of something nice like carrying wife and son through a lovely field on a beautiful holiday or something like that? So, All right. That's, that's fair. Um. But anyway, you need to have, you so you want to think, why, why is it important that I sort myself out and go to the gym? Going to the gym is part of sorting yourself out. To so do that, uh, then you need to envisage the person you're going to become. Visualize that person you're going to become. So you just have that all set in your mind. And then you go, okay, well, in order to do that, I need to do this. And you say, you have a plan. You say, okay, I'm going to do five days a week or I'm gonna do four days a week or whatever it is you're gonna do and then that is not you find a time that you can do it and then that's it you're doing it and it's non-negotiable doesn't matter if the weather is bad doesn't matter if you're feeling a bit grumpy whatever it's non-negotiable so you just do it and uh, then you turn that into a habit by doing it a lot. You don't have to do discipline for too long before you can turn the thing into a habit and uh, then it, you, you're essentially, you're on kind of autopilot. It's like, oh yeah, I do that. At that time of day, I put on my shoes, I go to the gym. and You don't even think about it. I don't even think about it anymore. I've been doing it for like two years now, right? I'm 42. So for 40 years of my life, I was not going to the gym every day. And, uh, but now I do. And very quickly, that discipline became a habit. And now I just do it and I don't think about it. And, uh, and I'm in the best shape of my life and I feel great and, uh, you know, I walk with the confidence that I never had before, you know. So it's basically, it's that. It's very simple. How motivate self to gym. You don't motivate yourself. Uh, You work out why it is you're going to do the thing. Then you reverse and engineer a plan to get to the situation you want to be in. That is a non-negotiable. Using discipline, you do it until it becomes a habit and then that habit will just carry you there, you know. With habits, you might want to think about, have you got any habits now that aren't very good that you could replace? Because habits are actually quite difficult to stop. I mean, you can. I've done it. I used to smoke. I didn't replace smoking with anything. I just stopped smoking. Same with drinking. But uh, it's easier with habits to replace them. right? So you find a habit that you've got that's not serving you. Replace it with a habit that you want. And you just have to make sure the trigger is about the same. Habits are triggered. You know what I mean? So, like, say, for example, some people, they're, like, walking by the fridge is a trigger for them to open the fridge and eat things in the fridge. You know what I mean? So uh, if you wanted to fix that, maybe uh, you take things out of the fridge that are not good things and then you you do something like something I was doing for a while, which is um, you... <laughs> that was the one thing. Uh, you put... Um, well, what I did in this instance was uh, I was trying to get, I was working on improving my handstand push ups. So I put um, a cushion opposite, but next to the bathroom door, opposite the front door. So when I came in, or if I was going to the bathroom, I would pass this cushion, and the cushion would trigger me to do a handstand right up against the wall. I use the cushion to cushion my head when I'm doing a handstand push up. So I practiced uh, for about, I don't know, three weeks or four weeks or something. Uh, I had that there, and that triggered me to practice handstand push-ups pretty much every day, multiple times a day. Now I'm, uh, now I could do handstand push-ups to the point that today, uh, in the gym tonight, I did 10 unbroken handstand push-ups, just unbroken, smooth, bedoing, 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 doing. And I weigh 173 pounds now, so that's pushing a lot of me up and down off the ground. But uh, yeah, shout out to that that little habit trigger for getting that dialed in. Shout out to point curation curation thank you for the support it says have you heard the song I'll find my way home and the answer is no I don't think I have who's it by who is that song by I don't know if I've heard it uh, you could always uh, put it in the discord for me to listen to or email it or something inquiries at meaningwave.com. this mu- music right here, this is a, a song called Bob Ross Type Beat. I believe this was on um, Lo-Fi Christmas 3, maybe? Mm-hmm. Lane Stewart says, walking to the fridge, good exercise. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Surjit says, freestanding or on the wall? On the wall, on the wall. I haven't got freestanding yet. On the wall, so you do the cartwheel up against the wall, then you're upside down, then you lower yourself, then you uh, up, down, up, down. And there's a couple of different ones. There's the strict handstand push-up where you're just doing a push-up like that, or is the kipping where you use your legs to kick yourself up and then down and then up, explosive, and then down and then up. Uh, maybe I should do a handstand push-up stream where I'm just upside down. That would, Wouldn't that be interesting? Heyo! I guess here's some advice for you. Uh, I would advise you get a stack of televisions and uh, have them linked up to uh, Retro Crush or Crunchyroll or something like that. And just have anime playing all day long On big CRT TVs, it really does just improve the quality of life. I've always found this to be the case. I've been doing this for a long time, and it really just does. Whenever I have it working properly, and it's working wonderfully at the moment, just 24 7 uh, anime on big screens in my working environment, it just makes life so much better. Uh, All right, here's a question from Johnny who says, Hey, you probably won't see this, but how do you or how would you deal with being out of place in a place you need to be in? That's kind of deep, huh? How would you deal with being out of place in a place you need to be in? That's an interesting question. I feel I've like I've often been out of place in a place I need to be in. You could kind of say that me being in Mexico uh, is out of place in a place I need to be in, you know? You know, I came to Mexico, I only meant to come for a couple of weeks or something and then ended up uh, staying here forever. And um, it was out of a necessity initially, but then, you know, we rather fell in love with the place and decided well, well where else, you know, one could live in paradise or one could live somewhere else, so why not, you know? But, you know, one is out of place as a gringo. And I've always been a gringo because, you know, when I was a little kid, uh, I was born in the West Midlands and we moved to Wales, which is a different country with a different language, uh, when I was like two or something. So then when I went to school, Everyone talked Welsh, but apart from me, who talked English, and they were teaching English. They had an English class, and they were teaching it in Welsh, you know? So I was always out of place, in a place I needed to be, or was required to be, or what have you. So, you know, you do, um, that, re- that means that you, you are you're an outsider. It means that some people will not like you and will treat you differently because of that, but other people will like you. Not everyone's a dick, you know? But um, I suppose the important thing is to really always remember, one, why you're doing what you're doing. This relates to the other one. You should, he who has a why can withstand any how. So you should always be very clear in why it is you're doing what you're doing, you're where you are, where you are, and so on and so forth. And uh, if you're not, then it's worth working that out. Maybe you don't need to be where you are. You know, maybe you don't need to be... Uh, out of place in a place you need to be in because maybe you don't need to be there but if you do now you know that that's great so uh and uh you know it helps to uh uh what's the right word for it acclimatize adapt assimilate you know what i mean learn the local ways customs as much of the language if you can um you know Politeness, what's considered polite, what isn't considered polite, things that you would have done in other places might not be the right things to do here. And um, you can work all that stuff out. But, uh, you know, the most important thing is to just be aware of why you're doing what you're doing and confident in that. And uh, focus on the main, on the purpose and why why it you you're doing what you're doing and why you're there. be cognizant and remember not to lose yourself uh you know it's important to assimilate the new culture or ways or what have you but do not lose yourself or sacrifice yourself yourself uh and yourself isn't necessarily like you know some people be like oh I swear all the time that's just me I gotta swear well maybe you don't got to swear I don't think like there is a a you there's a there is something true that's truly truly you that maybe doesn't necessarily I mean Goggins would disagree with that I'm sure the point being is that uh, you can assimilate uh, a local culture and you can sort of uh, change enough of yourself to be able to communicate maximally with those around you uh, without sacrificing the truth of what makes you you. Because it's the truth of what makes you you that will make you interesting and useful to these people. You know, they don't need like a, a crappy copy of them. Uh, that's not useful. They need you. But they need you to be able to communicate with them in a way that they understand and it doesn't upset them or upset their grandmother or whatever. Ah! Uh. Big Bad Wolf says, I change schools every year of my life. Uh, besides two grades, being out of place is my place. Exactly. You can become very comfortable in that, and it, that's a very useful thing. I've talked about this recently. Maybe it was on that podcast today. But you know, a lot of people and people ask me about this. You know, people have routines and habits and um, aspects of their life that enable them to create or do what they need to do. I have to have my morning coffee and I have to have my um, crushed up mushroom powder and I have to do my push-ups on my special push-up rug and so on and so forth and that's all well and good but you also need to be able to do what you do and be you whatever the circumstances and in any circumstance you might fall out of an airplane uh, you might wind up on a Weird island. You still got to k- get after it. You know. You still got to keep going. You need to be able to be maximum you, whatever the circumstance. Yeah. I would say. Patrick asks, "Hello, Patrick." How goes getting settled into Mexico? Is there any clue when the next album drops? Or have I missed that you drop them on some paid service and I need to get on that instead? Stay awesome and take care of yourself and your family. Hey, thank you very much. Uh, We're getting settled into Mexico very nicely. Been here like two and a bit years now, I guess. Uh, Just just built a studio, just built brick by brick from, from the ground up. A lovely new studio and we're in it and we just started streaming again you might have noticed or you might not have yet noticed and you might you know find this stream in many years ago oh, that's where Akira the Dom was and oh my goodness yeah but anyway so yeah that's what's going on as for the next album well we just released lo-fi Christmas 6 that just came out uh, this Friday we're releasing the king of lo-fi Christmas how about that named after me because that's me the king of lo-fi Christmas that's, that's who I beat you know um. then after that we've got well Meditations 2 is, is done Meditations 2 is currently uh, in Australia getting the final polish put on it by Mighty James in Australia yeah. it's like squeaking it out That's very exciting. The first projects I did uh, with James, uh, I used to mix and master and do like everything on all my Records. And uh, it's that final process takes a long time and is a very—it's a job that really—it's—it's it's a specific skill, like mastering a record, the final mix of a record, aspects, uh, so, you know, it's a specific skill. And I always wanted to be able to work with someone else on that because then I would be able to make more music, you know. So I've been working with James ever since Meditations 1. That was the first project he did. And I, I think you can all agree, it sounds fantastic. You know? So I've been very excited to get to Meditations 2, and, and uh, we've, made, we've made a lot of records in between. Uh, Meditations 2 is an amazing record, and uh, I, I do believe it is the greatest thing I've had anything to do with. This uh, tribe says, Meditations was a fantastic album. I love the music in that one. Thank you very much, me too. New one's like 50 times as good hundred times as good I don't know I don't know if I can quantify my records like that anymore because sometimes I listen to them and I'm like holy shit yeah you know that was an amazing record what did we listen to last night Um, oh Egypt Egypt I was like holy shit that was like someone else made that it was an incredible thing it was like discovering a great classic record from 1976 listening to that anyway, yeah, so we got Meditations 2, that's coming. There's another album that I'm not telling you what it is yet, that I've nearly finished, that's also about to come. Uh, Well, there's a bunch, actually, there's a lot, there's a lot, but there's going to be some cool projects dropping in December, then uh, the Meditations album will drop at the top of next year, which is really just a few weeks away. Yeah.
3: Rich, quick schemes. That's just someone else getting rich off. Have a little
0: break there from are, answering questions and listen to a,
4: a record. That's someone else getting rich. This came out earlier this year. This goes back to the world being an efficient place. If there's an easy way to get rich, it's already been exploited. There are a lot of people who will sell you ideas and schemes on how to make money, but it's always selling you some $79.95 course or some audiobook or some seminar, which is fine. Everyone needs to eat. People need to make a living. They might actually have really good tips, but if they're giving you actionable, high-quality advice that acknowledges that it's a difficult journey and will take a lot of time, then I think that's realistic. if they're selling you some get-rich-quick scheme, whether it's crypto or whether it's an yeah. online business or seminar, they're just making money off you. That's their get-rich-quick scheme. It's not going to necessarily work for you.
1: Yeah. There are
4: no get-rich-quick
1: schemes. That's just, just someone else
0: getting rich off you. you. There are no get-rich-quick schemes. That's just, just someone, someone else getting rich up, you. You. Ooh, ooh,
2: ooh, you. That's just someone else getting rich up, you.
1: Now I'm not get rich rich That's just, just someone, someone else, else getting,
4: getting rich up, you. Up you. So you read stuff by people who are already very wealthy, and they're clearly made their wealth in other fields, not by selling the how to get rich line. They have a credibility. You just trust them. And they're not trying to make money off of you. They are obviously trying to win some status and some ego, right? You always have to have a motivation for doing something. But at least that is a cleaner reason why they're probably not lying. They're probably not fooling you. They're not snowing you. At some level, every founder has to lie to every employee of the company that they have, where they have to convince them. That it's better for you to work for me than it is to do what I did and go work for yourself. So I've always had a hard time with that, which is why the only honest whip in my company is I've recruited entrepreneurs, and I tell them you're going to get to be entrepreneurial in this company ready to go start your own next thing, I'm going to support you. I'm never going to get in the way of you starting a company, but this could be a good place for you to learn how to build a good team and build a good culture, how to find product market fit to perfect your skills and meet some amazing people while you figure out exactly what it's going to do, because positioning, timing, deliberation are very important when starting a company. But what I've never been able to do is look them in the face and say, you must be at your desk by 8 a.m. I'm gonna be at my desk by am I want my freedom I've to them that you're great at being a director today and you'll be a VP tomorrow You know, putting them into that career path track because I don't believe in it myself today.
2: No! Now I know get rich
4: That's just someone else getting rich
2: up
1: you That I know get rich That's just someone else getting rich up you You, yeah, you yeah. That's just someone else getting rich up you Alright. That's just some
0: else get rich you! Cool. Boom! What's up, dog? Kiri the Don and Naval with Nivy. There are no that I know, get rich quick schemes. Friend, the album How to Get Rich Volume 3 that came out earlier this year. Frank the Rabbit Studio says much love from, from Canada. Jamming out listening to your live stream, working on my motorbike. Big up you. We got Dan Frago says love and press from the Philippines. Akira, your music changes lives. Shouts out to Dan. Shouts out to all my homies in the Philippines. I got mad homies in the Philippines. I gotta get over there sometime. Whoa! What up, Letitia? What up, Lane? Most in with thought as negative emotions. Tied to the process, taking the camera off yourself and onto anything being. tends to get the momentum going in a positive inclination. Whoa!
4: Of it. They should have made their money elsewhere. That's you don't want to learn how to be fit from a fat person. You don't want to learn how to be happy from a depressed person. So you don't want to learn how to be rich from a poor person. But you also don't want to learn how to be rich from somebody who makes their money by telling people how to be rich.
0: That's it's suspect. suspect. It's suspect. Um,
4: they see our ads in the back of uh, Hustler and Popular Mechanics, and our, our ads actually say they can get rich quick. going to get rich
1: quick.
0: All right, let's see where we go. Oh, look, it's so good. So good. All right, we got a question here from someone called No Name. Don, your opinion about weed. Are you a smoker? No. I mean, not like with any kind of no. Not now. At times in my life.
1: <laughs>
0: At times in my life. Now I got too much shit to do. This it's like the drinking thing. You know I stopped drinking in 2018, and around that time I was running around LA with a pen as well. You know I had one of them pens. Is legal in LA? And you know pen plus like. Like, all that free booze they chuck down your neck when you're DJing or just showing up at someone else's party or whatever you have. That's just a recipe for it. It's like an instant blackout thing. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I stopped drinking in 2018 because I realized that the drink was a substitute for adventure, as uh, pointed out in a song. That I made with Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, you know, I was I was a person who loved an adventure, you know. I was never happier than when I was waking up in a skip, covered in sick, at six in the morning, you know, uh, wandering around like a tramp, <laughs> uh, as as in my original drinking song. But you know, I used to like, I really always loved adventure, you know what I mean? And like, things like that will put you at send you out on an adventure. But uh, I realized I had an adventure of my own choosing that I needed to be putting all of my energy and focus into I didn't have time to be randomly spurging off on some stupid caper I had my own stupid caper and it wasn't stupid. It was great. You know what I mean So I never say I quit booze I just stopped drinking because I didn't have time for it or room for it in my life And now it's ridiculous. Like I don't know where the hell I would fit that And uh, I don't know where I'd fit being stoned all the time. There's a great utility in, um, like, you know, if that can put you in a place, particularly creatively. It can be amazing creatively. However, a bit like what I was saying with regards to, uh, you know, people and their routines and how you need to be able to do it anyway. You need to be able to do it anyway. You need to be able to get to maximal creativity without any of that stuff. Right? That's cheating, basically. That's like shortcuts or what have you. It's like, you need to be able to put yourself in that place regardless. You need to be able to just turn up, open the studio door, fire on all the the power and just do the thing. You know what I mean? Access idea space. Don't wait for the muses to come to you. Don't You don't have to like smoke a load of weed or what have you to have the muses come down and tickle your balls or whatever it is. You fucking barge up into idea space and go, oi, muses, daddy's home. Crack out the good shit. You know? And uh, that's what I've been on.
1: Um,
0: I've been on some just do it. You know what I mean? Uh, regardless. Not to say that, you know, haven't had wonderful times, and will not again have wonderful times. But there really is something to be said for working out how to do these things yourself. You know what I mean? Things that are... For example, I remember in the early days of my CrossFit shit, I had some experiences that were like, oh, this is how I felt when we found them 90s pills when I was hanging out with Solwax and they bought that moped and it had a bag of pills in it that had been there since 1992 and them shits got cracked out, right? I, You can get that from jumping up and down. You can get that from jumping up and down on a box or like picking up a very heavy ball then running 400 meters with it and back again and then doing a bunch of pull-ups. There are, there are ways and means of getting all these things I'll be on that adventure ah. speaking of that adventure man like Matt Lally in the place to be how you doing you bad motherfucker you so shouts out to Ted who's doing homework for his Matrix based school right now Matrix based Ted of course is, is little Lally he's the son of Lally I don't know what really he means by matrix-based school now. Is that like in the computer? Or is that a virtual reality schooling system where he is learning Kung Fu? Either way, shout out to Ted. What a plastic neon. Thank you for the support you beautiful being. Merry Christmas. Repetition and simplicity. Ill Inc. said, I had a nervous breakdown from smoking about six years ago, never again. Won't smoke again because of it, not worth it. I can get by just fine without it. That's, we didn't even go into that side Thanks. things. Like, this, it's, it's a cliche at this point, but the shit they make nowadays, that ain't, that ain't that shit that they was doing, that the Beatles was doing. Like, this genetically modified, like, hyper purple shit that people be rocking out these days that ain't that stuff with the stems and the seeds that they was talking about in them hippie songs or even them, like, early Snoop records. But it's, this is a different thing. Plus, what did I say the other day? I know we were talking about it on that podcast earlier. Tommy was like, oh, yeah, I've never done cocaine. I don't know if I ever would. I'm kind of a bit scared. I was like, damn right, you better be scared. You, could, I, Anyone who t- takes drugs now is either like crazy brave and has no regard for their personal well-being or is just like mental or something because like they don't be cutting that they used to cut that shit with like baby powder and glucose and stuff they cut it with fentanyl now You, you will probably die like people be dropping people be dying all the time do you know how many rappers died last year from like fentanyl laced cocaine and shit like that It's actually thousands, it's thousands. I didn't even know there was that many rappers. (laughs) Aside from like all the, the, you know, wonderful, great artists of the sort of Sandcloud era, so many of those all got fentanyl to death, but like, it's just standard procedure out there. You can be crazy to, and I swear down, they be like cutting modern weed with fentanyl too. When you get in weed and it's all like crystal shit, that's fentanyl. Ain't nobody got time for that. People have been, like fr- be like freaking out about, oh. Why do people get upset about people dying from these days? I can't even think. And back in the day, you'd be like, oh, more people died crossing the road. More people now die from fentanyl. Lane Stewart said, I heard my nephew is trying. It got me scared for his well-being. It's trying what? Fentanyl? You better not be doing fentanyl. I saw Boozy talking about this, shouts out to Boozy. Oh, yeah. Boozy was talking about like, you know, he still hangs around the same hoods he used to hang around and there used to be certain crackheads, you know. And I I remember this. You have certain crackheads and they'd be around forever. You know, it's the same crackheads that were there ten years ago, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, and they'd be coming out and they'll like, you know, they'll be offering to like fix your bike or something. Or sell you a bike that they just stole from you last week or something like that, right? The friendly neighborhood crackhead. You know, they'd be like, uh, I remember when um scooters, e-scooters came out and the friendly neighborhood crackheads would worked out how to like hotwire those scooters and were connecting the scooters to other scooters and making great big chariots out of them, connecting them to shopping carts and stuff. Ingen- ingenuity of the crackhead. One should never underestimate the ingenuity of the crackhead, you know. But then fentanyl comes along and Boozy was talking about this and it's true. Certain crackheads you've been seeing for 15, 20 years, gone, 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 crackheads gone, fentanyl. They've been doing crack for 15, 20 years, fine. You know, as fine as a crackhead can be. Bench pressing buses, all that kind of thing. Fentanyl, a week, day, gone. Boom, never see him again. When I was little, we used to be like, wow, imagine what drugs would be like in the future. Yo. Yo, drugs are so bad in the future, that like it's just really not worth it. Like, you are, you are much better off going, going to the gym and getting good at a deadlift. You know what I mean? And just mainlining God in that manner. I'm afraid it's hip to be square. Here in the future, if you want to be punk rock, do you know what, do, do, here's the thing, right? Everyone's on drugs now, like, Normies are on so many drugs. When I was little, the people on speed, it was like mods and goths, you know what I mean? They do all the speed. Now, it's like soccer moms and shit. It's like kids in school. Like everybody's government drugs. Everyone's on government drugs. You know what I mean? everyone's on government drugs whether it's like depressions or uppers or whatever the fuck Adderall whatever the fuck it is Go- government drugs man i i never i always stayed away from government drugs that's one thing that's kept me alive all these years right so i always stayed away from government drugs like if you try and be punk rock now right if you want to be cancer culture you stay the fuck away from drugs in general because that's what all the normies are doing normies are all fucking out of their mind on government drugs Nah, baby, I, I would walk around with a copy of the Bible and Meditations by Marcus Aurelius and get a really powerful deadlift in, if I, if I was about being punk rock in 2024, which I am.
1: <laughs> I'm the
0: most punk rock fellow you could, you could find. <laughs> was that even a question? Where did all that come from? Eric Waters said, never took Ritalin no matter how many times I was offered it in high school around exam time. What? They just offering you Ritalin at exam time? What the fuck? That's crazy. Hey, kid. Memorize all this useless shit and take these drugs. What the fuck? Incredible. Yo. <laughs> All right, what are we saying? What's going on? Hey, what up, Sajid Tedge Saj says, if I were the devil. What kind of a question is that? That's an interesting question. If I were the devil, what would I do? Get everyone hooked on government drugs. a pop, says Eric Waters. Kids at school used to sell their prescriptions to each other around exam time for $40 a pop. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Il Ing says, what is the most important part of your day? This is the most important part of my day, the time when I hang out with you. Now, the most important part of my day is is when I'm awake. That's when I get shit done. The rest of it, I'm in some crazy dreamland. And it's weird. Do you know how much of my time I spend in a weird crazy dreamland, right? It's really weird, say there's 24 hours in a day. Like eight, nine hours, I'm in a crazy dreamland. Depending on what's going on, sometimes I'm just forced into it. That's my ideal. I kind of need eight, nine hours to function properly. Sometimes I'll be you know, on deadlines for albums and I'm getting five or some shit and, and you, you see me suffering. But either way, I'm in a crazy dreamland. That's weird. Imagine that, right? When you think about your life, you know? Like, a massive part of your life was spent hallucinating. Forget drugs. You just close your eyes and go to crazy dreamland. Wooby-dooby-doo. And sometimes these dreams go on for years. I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of dreams that took that lasted years, like literally years. Once I had a dream uh, that lasted many, many years. Like there was a, uh, a, glo- a global cat- catastrophe, cataclysm type situation, and we went I became a warlord of sorts, and uh, you know, I like raised a family, you know, and we we walked halfway across the USA and and gathered a tribe of people along with us. And this went on for literally fucking years, right? And I was a very good warlord, and I raised a son, you know, and he was a young boy, and I taught him all this stuff, and, like, I taught him how to Hunt. I taught myself how to Hunt, all this stuff. On and on and on it went. One dream! And something weird woke me up, and I could remember it all. I sat there, I wrote, I literally sat there for a couple of hours writing it all down, right? This was in New York. I was in New York. I was writing down this dream. I was like, this is insane. This is, this is... This is like 15 movies, this is a book series, this is crazy. How could I have just gone and lived that life? And I could remember it all so clearly. I was writing it down. And at that point, this is like 2004, 2005, and uh, there was no such thing as an SSD and I had a, a portable hard drive which had all my data on it connected to this massive chunky laptop and it was one of those old hard drives that's got a big whirring disk and all that sort of shit and I can't remember what happened, something fucking happened that resulted in the hard drive flying off the table and crashing into the ground and all of that the, in that dream was gone in that hard drive and I could, it was all just it evaporated. I could just see it all flying away from me. There's years and years and years of adventures I'd had that just that night gone. And I still got that hard drive, I still got it in storage in Wales. And one day when I've got enough spare money, I'm gonna pay some doctor uh, to salvage the data off that hard drive and then I will, will write that, we'll get that book back. I just wrote it all in shorthand. I got down a good couple of. A good bunch of it, you know. But anyway, I've, and I've had a bunch of those. I don't know about you, but it makes you wonder. Like, I feel m- my dream life is much longer than my so-called real life. And that's... What does that mean? Maybe this is the dream. By Jove. Fool says, I was shocked at one dream where I was living my regular day and was surprised to find it was a dream the whole time What an experience. Yeah, I've had those. Uh, Harpreet, a.k.a. the artist of data science, Leyenda, says, One of my younger cousins got hooked on fentanyl. What a shit drug to get hooked on. His parents are going through hell. It affects everyone around him. That's awful. Awful. I mean, if you're going to get hooked on a drug, at least get hooked on, I don't know, An interesting one? It's just so miserable. At least meth heads will, you know, get engaged in insane levels of weird violence. It really is terrible. Contemporary drugs are rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. Very unimpressed. Um, Who do, you know, whose fault is this? Whose fault is this? Anyway. Uh, Sending you love, brother, and, uh, you know, I'm going to pray for your family, is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pray for deliverance from the... These are all demons. Like, fentanyl is a demon. Like, I was talking about this. Like, my nan, she used to explain, you know, the the reason they call booze spirits, you know, it's because when you get out of your head, out of your head, your body is vacated, and spirits, demons, come in and they joyride your body. Right? That's what my nan used to tell me. I think that's the case. I think that's very much the case. And a lot of these like modern like government-type drugs and synthesized like drugs, that seems to be what they really do is they hollow out the individual and create room for, for demons to come in and um, just fucking lay waste to the carcass, you know? And I've, I kind of think if you've got one duty in this life, is to take care of this thing right this this carriage and drive it well you know what i mean turn it into a finely tuned well, what, what i always say i always say turn this into this finely tuned machine this gun damn suit you know get good at something and have this be good at something right and it connects with your mind and it's good at something and then you can don't ha- then don't like don't hand it over to demons hand it over to god let god drive you know, that's what um, Stevie Wonder did. That's what Stevie Wonder said about how he got so good at singing and playing piano and all that. That he would, you know, he would just open himself up and hand himself over to God. And that's how his songs got written. I think that's, that's what you should be doing, really. Yeah. Oh why not? What else? Look at that. That's
1: beautiful.
0: <clears throat> Ooh. All right, let's get let's have another question. I got a lot of questions. Yeah, people ask me a lot of questions. They say, Kira the Don, this and the other." Uh, Twenty seventy six was asking when the Indigo Indiegogo <laughs> records will ship. I can't wait for that sweet sweet vinyl. You all will have had an update. Uh, the Polish manufacturer we we use for all our previous vinyl. Um, for whatever reason, uh, they had big supply chain issues or something. And this last one has taken a long ass time. And we were getting pretty, pretty annoyed. Annoyed isn't the word, it really isn't the word. Um, so we decided that we were going to move to a new supplier. And uh, fu- so we found a new supplier based in the USA uh, who are making the Jocko records, and they're going to take 12 weeks. Uh, So that's very exciting. They'll be ready very soon and upon actioning that last week or whatever it was uh, Finally we got confirmation from the pressing plant in Poland that the meditations vinyl has been completed So that has been completed and that will be shipping shortly uh, to our fulfillment center in Dallas and those of you who've had experiences with that will know that that works really well now once it's in the system uh, it goes out straight away. Uh, if you're in the USA, it will be with you in a matter of days. If you order something from our shop now, for example, and it's in the fulfillment center, it will be sent out within 24 hours, I believe it is, and if you're in the USA, it will reach you in a couple of days. If you're in Europe, it's like a week or something. It's really good. They're doing a great job over there. So, shouts out to them, and shout out to everybody uh, who is waiting on their vinyl. You're going to be getting that soon. Imagine that. What a time to be alive. Yo! Bap, bap. Let's listen to another record member Answer some more questions Brothers and sisters Make some noise for Paul Harvey Make some
1: noise For Paul Harvey If I
5: Were the devil I'd support the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers.
0: Nuke that lake. The serpent
5: I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve.
0: Unleash holy hell on that like button.
5: To the young I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our father which are in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flame. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions. Just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-snipping dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, why well, I just keep right on doing
1: what he's doing?
5: If I were the devil.
1: If I were the devil, I just can If I were the devil, devil.
0: What he's doing? If
1: I were the devil, if I
2: were the devil, i just keep doing what he's doing. If I were
0: the devil. devil i
1: just keep doing what he's doing if i were the devil
0: well she make some noise man <laughs> make some noise baby carry the don't pull half if i were the devil Bangers. We got a lot of bangers with Paul Harvey, but Paul Harvey is yet to have a full-length album. He had an EP. He's had a number of singles. Someone said Akira The Don. Who... I should read the question. I'm doing it from memory. Who in the Meanie Wave universe would you like to have that you've not been able to have? Speak and well, you know, there's um, there are some people whose voices were not recorded or who were not recorded reading or saying certain things, and that's always frustrating. And people have been saying to me, Oh, Kira the Don, you can do that with AI now. Yet this is not yet. Um, I've experimented. Uh, there is something intangible in the emotion of somebody's actual being connecting with their their uh, vessel, and how that pushes air out into the world, and what that does that the AI stuff cannot do. I'm afraid it cannot do. Now, there is things that you, yourself, I could, for example, record something and then have, uh, uh, essentially, an AI voice filter attached to that. But then, yeah, that's just a kind of... Um, that's a kind of... Sort of dressing up. I don't know. What up, Cosmic Kangaroo, you bad motherfucker. Look at that, member for 29 months. Kussman Kangaroo has been supporting us for 29 months, thank you, says Akira the Don, I'm reading The Invisibles as per your recommendation, but it's quite difficult to understand. I'd be keen to hear your thoughts on the run. Huh, that's interesting. Now I haven't read it for a decade or more. I don't think I had much of a, I don't think I find it difficult to understand. but. It is very referential, I suppose. It is referencing a lot of stuff that I probably knew quite a lot about because essentially, The Invisibles, it's a comic book written by Grant Morrison. And the basic premise, I suppose, is what if every conspiracy you'd ever heard of, ever, going back to the, you know, the Marcus de Nike the de Sartre, going back to the formation of the initial Adam Weishaupt and the original Illuminati, what if it was all true? What if uh, there were Archons? What if there were like energy aliens that feasted on the uh, negative energy of humans? What if they were the royal family? Um, All these sorts of things. What if John Lennon... what if John Lennon was essentially a kind of uh, a sort of spirit? And what if it was all true? And then what if there were like, as, was a sort of terrorist resistance cell that was aware of all this? I don't know. There's a lot going on in The Invisibles. I love The Invisibles. It's great. There is a lot of sort of deep... Law within The Invisibles. I mean, it goes off and it references old Shakespeare plays and all sorts of stuff. I'm trying to remember, the, but the beginning of it is pretty basic. Uh, it was ripped off in The Matrix. Basically, the, the first third of The Matrix is just kind of copy-pasted from The Invisibles. Anyway, feel free, Cosmic Kangaroo, to shoot me some DMs about anything that you're, you're confused about or what have you, and I'll see if I can remember what it is specifically. Illink says I think it's time for a new Elon album Foolkiller says I've been meaning to read that and see what conspiracy theories are delved into and the comic version of Morrison's alien experience yeah that's in there as well Because, you know, Morrison uh, had an experience at the top of Mount Kathmandu. And the aliens uh, sort of took him and um, revealed to him the nature of sort of space and time and everything. And they took him outside of time. And if you go outside of time, you can see that time is just, you know, uh, time is what you grow universes in. You know what I mean? It's soil. And then outside of time, you see a life is like a sort of worm. It's beginning to its end you know that's all in there as well there's a lot in it it's brilliant honestly it's brilliant and then as a as a once you've read that you have to read the filth and the filth is kind of its uh evil counterpart it's the filth is the shadow of the invisibles i, I would like to reread the invisibles i've got them all in storage in uh, wales <laughs> I have a lot of stuff in storage across the world. I'm looking forward to getting it back. And filling my the, the mansion I build with my bare hands. With my stuff from all over the world. Yes. Meaning stream, ask! Answering questions. Guaranteed answer. Drop a question in a super chat so it gets pinned, otherwise, it floats away. Ooh, okay. okay, we have a question from Please Pray for My Soul. Please, please pray for my soul uh, on Discord. Said, How do I stop bad habits? How do I stop bad habits? That's a great question, and the simple answer... How do I stop bad habits? Stop. Bad. HABITS! Now, the first part of it is recognizing the bad habits, so you have probably just thinking about it is the great place to start. I tell people to do this a lot. I talk about this a lot. It's something that I do, and it has It did revolutionize my life, and uh, one thing that I should always do that would revolutionize my life would be to turn off the reverb when I no longer need the reverb, if I'm no longer singing a backing vocal, or even a lead vocal. I only need the reverb when I'm doing that. Now, I don't when I'm talking, by Jove. I need my radio voice. I need my sexy radio voice. Hi. Um, So, right, uh, how do you stop bad habits? So what you want to do Uh, is notice them in the first place and that's uh, that's great right so you got the question right so what I do is I do a habit audit you want to do a regular habit audit monthly is pretty good Uh, weekly could be better it depends how much time you've got and um, because habits can sneak in pretty quick and if you develop a bad habit a habit that's not serving you uh, habits are good you know habits are great good habits that are serving you are fantastic habits that are not serving you are not fantastic and they're, they're cringe and lame, and you wanna nuke them. And uh, say you develop like an unuseful habit on the first Monday of December, and then you don't audit your habits till the end of December, you could have had that habit for a whole month. A habit that goes on for a month can fuck you up. You know what I mean? So a regular habit audit is a useful thing, and what you wanna do is just work out, a habit is something you do habitually, Right, so you could look at your day or you could look at your week and go, what did I do? And you'll start spotting habits and then you can see if they're good or not. Oh shit, what the fuck? It turns out, hello. It turns out that every day at 1pm uh, on my way to make my lunch, I have like uh, a big cookie, you know. And, uh, and then I think horrible thoughts about about that guy next door. Or something whatever the fuck you know and you just suddenly start doing that every day next thing you know you've been eating a cookie every day an extra cookie on top of your lunch and you've been thinking really nasty thoughts about the guy next door and that's like manifested itself in like your face going all weird and like strange energies occurring between you and the guy next door and there have been all sorts of weird accidents and things happening in the apartment block you know what i mean it's not good uh, and what you could have done is you could have like triggered, turned that habit that you developed of eating the cookie before you made your lunch. So you're making your lunch and it's cooking, you eat the cookie. You could have turned that into, instead of eating the cookie, you do some handstand ups You know what I mean? You could have done that. Or you read, you read, uh, say you've got Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, you read it and it's like little chapters, they're like fucking two pages each, you just read one of those instead of the cookie. Uh, you know what I mean? Or you have like a glass of, uh, I don't know, of lemon water, or uh, I don't know, whatever the fuck it is. You just replace the habit with another habit that's useful. That, that's going to lead you where you want to go, you know what I mean? So that's what you want to do. Uh, how do I stop bad habits? You, you, you identify them and then you replace them with useful ones, you know what I mean? I wouldn't even think of terms of bad habit or good habit. I'd think useful or unuseful. Is it carrying you to your aim? That's what you want to think of a habit as something that will carry you to your aim like a uh, person crowd surfing a-, a festival just getting carried to the front of the stage you know what i mean that's what you want to do with your habits you want to basically you want to have your aim visualize your aim then reverse engineer habits that will carry you to that aim and then you want to do habit audits uh on your life and just check if all the habits you have are carrying you to that aim. And if, if, if some new ones pop up that are not, just replace them with ones that will, that are kind of similar and have a similar habit triggers. So that's what I would say about that. Hello oh, Walking Moor Poet. Look, it's Walking Moor Poet. Everybody loves Walking Moor Poet. You know, he's got a heroic son and uh, and he walks, he walks the mall doing poetry. Uh, hello, says ATD late to the party. I was putting up the tree with the family. Any favorite poets to recommend other than the ones featured in Meaning Wave already? Where does that song keep finishing in a strange Um, Come back to what you know. Take everything real slow. Why the heck did uh, an Embrace song just pop into my head? Isn't that crazy? Embrace. Uh, Did anyone used to listen to Embrace back in the Britpop days? I really liked them. At one point, they were being pitched as the new Oasis. That wasn't the truth. That's not what happened, but um, they were very good. I thought they were very good. Anyway, um, poets. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, My brother's a good poet, you know. Uh, Alexander Velki. Check out Alexander Velki. If you probably if you Google if you DuckDuckGo or or whatever search you use Alexander Velki you'll find him, and uh, he does post his poetry. He's got some books of poetry, and uh, you know he's also got a micro nation. You know, he's, he's the king, he's the head of state of a micro-nation called Lanskerbia uh, in South Wales that he's dec- decreed, um, you know, its own nation, I guess. And he writes great poetry. I'd recommend him. How about that? Uh, who would you recommend Walking Mall Poet? I'd recommend Walking Mall Poet as well. He wrote a lovely poem one time about, about the streams. About our lovely streams. Yes, he did. What up, Big Bad Wolf? Uh, big Bad Wolf is in a pool swimming and simultaneously listening to the stream and chatting. How about that? Grant Delay says, crush your bad habits listening to Marcus Aurelius Meditations Volume 2. Yes. Meditations Volume 2 is just, uh, it's very dense with excellent advice. For uh, how to live. It is so dense. It's so dense it is like a diamond. You know what I mean? It was created from a whole coal mine. God lord, these visuals are incredible. Oof. Smash the like button for the ancestors, says Nightbot, and that's true. The Meaning Stream is brought to you by uh, Meaningwave.com. The Meaningwave.com Black Friday sale is nearly finished. Uh, it's got three hours, 34 minutes, and 59, at 50, 48, 47, 46 seconds left. Uh, that is a small amount of time for you to go over and claim your Meaningwave apparel, vinyl, CDs, tapes, cassettes, pictures, posters, boobity bobs. Physical, uh, digital, bundles, all sorts, at a 25% discount by using the code BF23. Uh, Sort out Christmas for all your loved ones by going to MeaningWave.com and and sorting everybody out like a nice person that you are. And we're really getting into Christmas. Like I was saying, the king of lo-fi Christmas is coming this Friday. The king of lo-fi Christmas. 4-hour album and mix accompanying Oh my goodness. Alright, where were we at? Hello, Eric Waters says, I had to go for a minute, but oh my lord, it's good to be back. Imagine having to go for a couple of minutes. Imagine missing even a second of a meaning stream. Imagine the absolute horror. Uh, Good lord. Uh, Okay, this is a good question. Hello, Alexander the Delusional. Says, my son, this was in Discord, says, my son wants to know why you had gold skulls in your LA studio. I was listening to Rain in LA today. Rain in LA is a live mix that I did in my studio in Los Angeles back in the day. And um, I'd have to look back at that. I think it was like a proto-meaning stream. I basically DJed meaning wave songs, I think, unless I DJed other things. I can't really remember. I was wearing, It was raining in LA and I used to go to the studio on an e-scooter at that time and I was wearing a poncho, one of them yellow things, you know what I mean? And I was wearing that in the stream and I had the, the camera on a gimbal and the gimbal was tracking my movements, so it was just moving the whole time. And, um, you know, that was one of those cool things that I did. Anyway, uh, I, yeah, I used to have skulls on my desk. I had a gold one, gold skulls on either side of my desk. And the reason... Um, child, child, uh, who was asking my son, once it's an Alexander, the delusional son, son of Alexander, the delusional, delusional. The reason I had the skulls on my desk is, well, it's because they look really, really cool. Skulls look incredible. They just look so cool. Right. And then if you spray them gold, they look even cooler. Can you imagine? I mean, something. few things look as cool as a skull, but if you spray a skull gold, it gets a next level of super cool. So that's why I put skulls on my desk. Also, uh, skulls are cool, right? Because they remind you of death. And it's really cool to remember at all times, you will die very soon. It will all be over and everyone will forget you very quickly. And that will be that, right? And it's really good to to know that, to remember that, and to be aware of that at all times uh, so that you, you know, engage in being alive. You know what I mean? Everybody dies. Few live. You know what I mean? And that's that's some of that like that's some of them bars. That's bars of wisdom that has been known to man for thousands and thousands of years. But we have to remind ourselves because man is amazing, right? Man is an incredible being, but man forgets so easily. Basic, fundamental shit uh, that he really does need in order to survive and thrive in this vale of tears. And one thing you really do need to be able to survive and thrive in this vale of tears is a constant awareness of the fact that you are not here for much longer you know and it's not just it's not just that every day more and more of our life is used up and less and less of it is left but this too as we get older how can we be sure our lives will still our minds will still be up to understanding the world you know cuz here's the thing like you're, you're all sharp now, right? You're hanging out in the chat, you're chatting with people, you're a smart cookie, right? At some point, sometimes sometime you might get, you know, Parkinson's or, or something, you know? And then suddenly you're not the person you were last week. And uh, you're not, you know, maybe you, you'll live for many, 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 many years before you die, you know? And your capacity to engage in life as you do now could be severely um, reduced, you know, it's not just that you will die. There's a whole load of other stuff involved. And you got to be aware of that. So that's why I put skulls on my desk. Because I want to remind myself, because A, they look fucking cool. And B, I want to remind myself that I ain't here for much longer. You know what I mean? This is, this is just like a little blip. Akira the dawn, right here, right now is a little blip. You know, and uh, any moment I'm spent worrying about uh, an imagined future or or wallowing in a recreated past. is time I'm not spending being here right now, uh, engaging with this opportunity, this once-in-a-lifetime, lifetime opportunity that is this lifetime. You know what I mean? Mike can! Some say Mike can't. I disagree. I say Mike can! And Mike can has been a member for 33 months. That's 33 months of supporting Meaning Wave. Incredible incredible hi akira relationship question how do you know if a lady is just being polite to you or is interested in you how would a guy make an, an advance on them on them how would a guy make an advance on them oh oh okay well first we need to change the music and that's very important you need to play the right music I mean, first off, you want to know: uh, uh, Are you interested in her? You know, she might be interested in you. and You might not, might not be interested in her, or maybe you just like you think, oh, maybe she's interested in me, and that's making you interested in her. That can happen, right? Shush, you. We need sexy time music. Sexy time. Yeah, there you go. Sexy time music, very important. Muy importante. Now you gotta, you gotta bear in mind, like, uh, you know. Uh, any dating advice for me is dating advice from an old man. I've been with my woman since uh, 2005. You know, what I mean, I never did a dating app. I've never used a dating app. I like modern, The modern ways of doing things are strange and alien and, and somewhat weird and creepy to me. But some fundamentals are fundamentals. And as uh, regards to you know, how you know if someone is interested in you or not, You know. You know. There's a big difference between desire and politeness. There is a big difference between desire and politeness. They're not even in the same uh, ballpark. They're not in the same park of balls. You know what I mean? And like, when someone likes you, you know. And when you like them and they like you, you know, right? you don't even necessarily have to communicate. It's like the way they be looking at you or not looking at you. You know what I mean? It's like there's a, the energy that transmits between you from one side of a room to another side of the room. If it's a real thing, you don't have got to ask. You know. So if you've got to ask, maybe it ain't the case at all. Or maybe you've overthunk it, because overthinking things is the death. Overthinking is the death of sexy time. You know, my advice to you would be to, uh, you know, uh, invite her to uh, a meaning stream, you know, and see if she enjoys the whole experience, and if she does, then she's cool. You should send her this. Say, what'd you think of that? guess what? Here's another thing, if you're really not sure, you could always ask. I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know what I mean? Well, seriously, what is the worst thing that could happen? The worst thing that could happen is probably that, you know, you get embarrassed or you... Dist- is it a work relationship? Don't shit where you eat. Do not have sexy time where you, you have uh, making money time. D- don't be complicating matters. You know what I mean? I don't know what the situation is. I don't know what the context is. Cosmic Kangaroo says, invite her to your meaning cave. That's right. Letitia, who's a girl, says, yes, ask. Sometimes girls just want to be asked. Or told. You like me, don't you? I do, yes. How did you know? Of course I knew. I don't overthink things. Overthinking things is the death of sexy time. Everybody knows that. Wow, you're so wise and handsome. Bleat Llama! 36 months of supporting MeaningWave via this uh, this membership system, incredible! Thank you very much. Uh, it says, Akira, what is your favourite girl... Wait, what? What is your favourite girl CrossFit workout? What is your favourite girl CrossFit workout? That's such a crazy question, I don't even understand it. You mean, what is my favourite workout for girls... I'm not a girl, and um, I'm not a CrossFit instructor. Um, I suppose if it was like from the point of view of, uh, I mean, squats are good because they give girls nice behinds. Is that, that, I don't really understand the question. Favorite girl CrossFit worker? Eric Waters says, always ask her. Becca H says, yes, ask her. Everyone's saying ask her. If there's something you'd like to try, if there's something you'd like to try. Yeah, I need more context, Bleat Llama, on this CrossFit girl workout question. I mean, what are you trying to achieve? I'll be talking to like one of the girls in CrossFit. She was talking about she, how she had a new um, diet regimen or something. And it's one of these ones where like she don't got much English and I don't got much uh, Spanish. And you know, sort of doing your polite conversation. When you are getting your water or whatever. It is. But anyway, she managed to communicate the whole point is she had a new regimen. She was going super hard on the squats. Uh, because she was, you know, uh, working on her pumper. For mi pumper. Necesito por mi pumper. Girls, that's what a lot of girls they'd be going to CrossFit to work on their Pumba. And I respect that. Belit Lama says, "Uh, no, like Grace, Helen, Fran, or Mary. I'm gonna assume now that there are CrossFit workouts that have names. And they don't do that in my gym. I'm in Mexico. They do not give them the workouts names, and they do not name them after girls. The only named CrossFit workout I know is the Murph, and we do the Murph like annually, like out of respect. And that shit is painful. But yeah, I don't. We don't have them named. I post mine. I don't know if you know. I tend to post my CrossFit workouts on uh, Instagram when I re- most nights when I remember. I haven't done it tonight yet, but uh, I'll post them. Uh, I'll post the chalkboard. The, um, so that's always take a picture of the chalkboard. You know, they don't give it a name. Today, for example, we started off with three rounds. Uh, 90 seconds, uh, on the 90 seconds of, um, of cardio. So that, that's, uh, the rower, not the, yeah, the rower or the skier or the crazy power bike, you know what I mean? And then it was 10 hang muscle snatch. That's where you hold the bar and you bang it up in the air. And uh, then it is was uh, 10 uh, snatch grip thing. That's the one you got. That guy. Uh, then it was 10 bent over uh, elastic band Yankee hangs. And uh, then what did we do? Then we had an EMOM, 8-minute EMOM, every minute on the minute, of uh, five hang muscle snatches, then eight hang power cleans. Um and puedes incremento uh, tendo peso, so it's to bang the weight up a bit every time. And then we had a 20-minute uh, wad of five rounds of 20 toes-to-bar, 15 handstand pull-up push-ups, and 10 calories on one of the machines, round and round and round five times. And I did uh, 10 handstand push-ups unbroken, and I did 20 toes-to-bar unbroken. Uh, but to- my toes-to-bar, isn't the toes don't quite reach they go up, but you're supposed to tap the toes to the bar, and I'm not quite that flexible yet so I get about like, I don't know, about like eight centimeters away. But It's pretty, pretty intense a dad. Unfortunately, that doesn't really answer your question I could see you were very eager to know the answers to the question. Il Inc. says Instagram algorithm is messed up. I have notifications set up for your account and I never see your posts. It's messed up. I guess you just have to go on some of them and, and like them and then you'll get shown a few more and you just have to keep doing that. People do constantly write to me and say you are shadow banned as fuck on Instagram. I search for you and I can't find you. But whatever. We find a way. Please come in. I'm going to have to play this song now, I'm afraid. I'm going to dedicate this to you.
2: Akira, Akira, Akira,
1: Akira.
0: The Dawn, the Dawn, the Cloud, Cloud, Clouds. Mike Can not Mike can't, Mike can. Mike, I believe he can. Go get her. X marks the spot. X marks the
2: spot. X marks the spot. Imagine this going on and on. Supposing my finger were indefinitely long. Both fingers. They're just crossing each other. Now on one side of it, it's a pair of scissors. What is it on the other side Why it's opening female legs, saying please come in? Por favor. Please, 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 please come in, please come in, please come in, please come in, please come in. One side of it, it's a pair of scissors. scissors. Oh, what is, is it on, on the, the other side? side? Uh, Softness, utter receptiveness. On the other side, it's. But on this side, it's. Please, 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 please. Yes. Well. And everything's based on that. See? It's this way. Sharpness. shells, all that kind of thing. On the other side is the melting softness of life. Please come in. 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 One side of it is a pair of scissors. Scissors. What is it on the other side? So, if you see that you, if you get that principle, you can feel yourself not sort of just rattling around in the world as a kind of um, somebody who's been stuck down there, but you can feel yourself going on in absolutely exact relationship. With everything around... Please come in, please come in, please come in, please come in. Please come in, please come
1: in, please come
2: in. One side of it is a pair of scissors. What is it on the other side? Please come in, please come in, please come in come in. Please come in. Please come in. One side of it is scissors. What is it on the other side? I, I. Yeah.
0: Alan was Gary the Don. I love that record. It's got a sample from an Angela Bablamenti and Tim Booth song in it. Booth and the Bad Angel. Godspeed, Angela Bad lamenti Bad motherfucker, right there. Wow! Wow, wow, wow. What's up baby? Broadcasting live from the peak of human villa bob Every time I reverb down the secure with the dawn. It's that ask stream. We've been answering questions all night long. You know what I mean? Eric Waters says sexy stream for the win. Yeah the stream went sexy. To Mike Can and his predicament, but not being sure if a lady's being polite to him or if she wants to ravage him. I'm looking forward to finding out what the truth of that matter was. Mike Can, please do report back. Word XP says Akira, are you still using apps to improve your Spanish? I do Duolingo every day. I have a 220-day streak and I only lost the last one because I did it at like five minutes past midnight or something and I lost my streak because of that. So I, I am doing that, yes. This stribe says hot tub stream when? Yeah, that we'll do that on Twitch. Herc was talking about that. Herc and me had this like you even played a Zelda. Uh. Caught Breath of the Wild, and at the beginning of it, like Z- L- Link is in the bath, and Hercules' thing was like, oh, he was hot tub streaming for a hundred years, a one hundred year hot tub stream. What up, Cyclops? Good to see you. XP says, congrats on 220. Hey, thanks very much, my guy. Richard says, do you have any plans on releasing Dune Wave on vinyl? People, do, people have been asking that, or maybe it's you a hundred times. <laughs> people have been asking that. If people want Dune Wave on vinyl, I mean, it's one of those records that should be on vinyl. Meditations has just been pressed and will be shipping shortly and Jocko will be pressed in in 11 weeks I think it is now, 12 weeks, 11 weeks from whenever it was said it was 12 weeks. So those ones will be done and out. I ain't doing anything until those ones are done and out. We'll see how we do with this new with the new manufacturer. If the Jocko manufacturer goes well, that's US based and a lot uh, speedier than the Polish distributor manufacturer. Richard says, "Please take my money." Anya says, "Horny hours in the stream." Eric Waters says, "Do you have any plans to release Truth and Dragons on vinyl again?" Similar thing. It's, it's one of these things. If people want it. I want to make it happen. Ultimately, I want to get everything on vinyl. You know, that's a big task. (laughs) Javier Alejandro Ramirez, uh, Juaregui. I can't do the last bit. Juaregui. says, have you ever considered to include some Spanish offers to The Meaning Wave? Yes, is the answer. (laughs) And it's part of me uh, at Perendiendo in Espanol. Uh, Cyclops says, necesito más, más, Akira en Espanol. Yeah, exactly. Yo también. And, uh, you know, so I need to be able to understand it. I can't just be trusting taking someone's word for it. So, uh, and my understanding is getting a lot better. It's funny how, like, some, at one point a, a language will just sound like absolute gibberish to you. And then there comes a point where it is no longer absolute gibberish and it's only. Partially absolute gibberish and that you understand a whole bunch of it you understand if there's a endo that means uh, we um, For example, there's all these little bits of it that you start to know what they are Even if you don't necessarily know the specific word, you know the the tense of the word or whatever it is um, So yeah, that's all very exciting So that's all coming together and you know and I've got uh, I've got friends over here that are big meaning wave enjoyers and uh, would love to assist me with uh, doing Spanish uh, language meaning wave stuff, you know what I mean? And uh, there are some uh, some great minds uh, who think and speak in that language exclusively. And some that think and speak in that language, not exclusively, but that's their primary one, or what have you. So yes is the answer, yes, yes, C. Sí. Uh, Javier says... Uh, Great, uh, muchas gracias. Si necesitamos más, se en español. Y meaning wave, exactly. Yo también. Necesito meaning wave in español. I think you know it's what the world needs. Uh, Cyclops says, se llama más meaning wave. Wow, oh, ain't that nice? Yo también. I feel there's a lot of uh, Spanish-speaking meaning-wave in Joyous. I think there's even, like, a lot in the chat right now, which is crazy. How many people uh, are Spanish-speaking in the world? It's a lot of people! And they deserve meaning-wave, too, by Joe, Of course they do. Of course they do. Um, Let's see. Where are we at with the questions? We've got time for one one or two more? Let's have a look. Um, Okay. Mind of the Source says... Any tips to start making music? Any tips to start making music? Start... Start making music! I mean, come on. Come on. Um, You know, here's the thing. When I started making music, there was no YouTube. There was no tutorials. There was no how-to manual. There was none of that. I just worked it out. I really wanted to do it more than anything. You know, I just wanted to do it. I had no training. Uh, I didn't, couldn't play any musical instruments. I didn't have anyone around me who who knew how to do it. I just wanted to do it and forced myself to do it. And the first, the first things I did was experiments with the tools that I had to hand, which at that point were cassettes. I had a cassette player and I had cassettes, and I worked out if I copied, I could copy things onto cassettes, right? And then I worked out, I could sequence that. Then I worked out, I could dub that. Then I worked out, I could like make loops. And so I could kind of do what people were doing with vinyl when they invented hip hop, but I was doing it on tapes. Then I worked out, you could take the tape and you could cut the tape. And then you could put sellotape on the back of it and stick it back together that way. And there was all sorts of stuff you could do with tapes. So the first things I did was just that, that's what I had to hand. So I made music with tapes. And uh, that expanded. And one day we got a PC computer, and you could record like six minutes of audio in a sampler on it. And I recorded uh, the drum loop from the beginning of a Beastie Boys' song. Did that one. And a bit of a suede record called We Are the Pigs. And I made a, su- a little beat song type thing doing that, you know? And as things progressed, I worked out more things and I tried more things, and I just kept trying and fiddling about with stuff until it sounded good. I didn't know what compression was, I didn't know what EQ was. I, I just twiddled knobs and pushed things until they sounded cool. And I and I made songs. A lot of my early songs, the songs that got me my first record deal, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. I didn't know how any of the things worked. I worked out how to record. I worked out timing. I, I worked out how to make drums and things and sort of play. I didn't know what a chord was. I would play notes, and then put another note on top of that note, and just till it sounded right. I didn't even know what, it's so crazy, I was literally making music for years, not knowing what a chord was, not knowing what just basic functionality was, right? And uh, the sound that I developed was unique to me as a result, and the songs that I recorded and made were unique as a result. Um, Now, you can go on YouTube, and there's an army of 12-year-olds who will teach you how to do anything. Very quickly, and they'll teach you the fundamentals and the basics very quickly. And you can download a DAW, that's a digital audio workstation, and uh, you can get to work immediately. And there's a whole bunch of them. Just watch videos of people working on them, and whatever looks most intuitive to you, pick that. Um, from people like Fruity Loops because it's a bit like a, it's like Tetris. You're filling in blocks and that makes sense to them. Some people like uh, something like Logic because it's more like. Uh, video editing program or something you see things lined up uh, and that makes a certain kind of sense to people but just pick a thing and uh, then just learn it and go all in on it and the other thing I would say is uh, make it make it make something every day and finish it and then move on and make another thing finish it move on Uh, and one of the reasons you want to do that is there are only certain amount of lessons to be learned within, say, one thing, one song, or whatever it is, right? And you keep laboring over that and laboring over it and laboring over it. Some people would, you know, for years. And you'll only learn what there is to learn in that one thing. But if you make a song every single day, one new song, one new song, you'll learn something new every single day. And uh, you'll learn new styles and you'll 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 develop momentum. And you also might even get into the, the zone. You know, you might even get into that special place. And then there's no telling what, what could happen, you know? So, And there's lots of reasons you want to do that. Um, You don't want to chase perfection. And one of the reasons you don't want to chase perfection is because there is no such thing as perfection. Perfection is not real. And the reason there's no such thing as perfection is because perfection is unique to you. And what is perfect to you today will not be perfect to you tomorrow. Because tomorrow you will be different. Right, and that's always going to be the case. What is perfect to you today will not be perfect to you tomorrow because tomorrow you will be different. So you cannot chase perfection. Uh, It is ethereal and uncatchable. It is an uncatchable thing. You can never hang. You can get it for a few moments, and then you fall asleep, and it's you wake up, and it's gone. So don't do that. Uh, What you want to do is uh, execute on a daily basis, and you'll just get better and better and better. And the ultimate goal I always thought for me anyway was. uh, you hear something in your head you hear a song in your head and then you want to bring it into the world and so the more competent you can become uh, utilizing the tools at your disposal whatever they are whether it's an instrument whether it's a digital audio workstation uh however it is whatever it is if you keep working and you keep executing at some point you're going to get to the point where you can bring what is in your mind in your imagination wherever it is that you found it, idea, space the fifth dimension, God and you can bring that through you, through the unique conduit, the unique Byzantine conduit that is your life's experience through that you can bring this thing into the world as you envisaged it, as you imagined it and when you get to the point of being able to do that which I got to a little while back it is an, an incredible thing it's an indescribable experience. It's such a, such a, a magical, powerful, it, transcendent thing beyond anything that you can experience via, I don't know, drugs or anything like that. It's another, it's another worldly thing, and it's a thing you can only, you can't buy. It's one of those things you cannot buy. You can only achieve it via hard work and dedication. Uh, to mastering something, whatever it is. Maybe it's being really good at tables. Maybe it's bringing the table in your mind into existence, whatever it is. But that is something you can do. It's something that anybody can do. All it takes is just doing the thing every day for a long time, but not even that long a time if you think about the length of your life compared to how long that can take. So in answer to your question, (laughs) what was the question? how do i make music how do i start making music yeah any tips to start making music there are your tips to start making music but tldr start making music and then keep making music if that's what you want to do and with that being said i think that's a good they're good a good end to today's questions i think that's a good end to today's questions we answered some questions we had a stream and it was nice you know we hung out We listened to some nice music nice music we listened to some incredible music i was just thinking the was coast a lot of people are can be real father figures I
3: was just thinking, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, I was just thinking, that, just thinking, that just thinking 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 that Jocko's kind of A lot of people are can be real father figures for me. Whoa. I have such a desperation for that energy and that connection in my life that I will latch on to people or put them in a place where Oh, I gotta tell you this. So I saw my dad in a dream When I was in uh, Hawaii Or in Maui uh. Sorry When I was in Maui And It was really crazy Cause I hadn't seen him in 20 years Even in a vision You know when I had an adult vision Yeah, And I saw him You know when I saw him And it was crazy We were at a uh, It was a dream, you know, and Robert De Niro was there and Matthew McConaughey was there and we were in Maui. My dad was in one room eating at a table and Matthew McConaughey and Robert De Niro were in another room and my dad wanted to come and meet Matthew McConaughey, but he didn't want to meet Robert De Niro. I was trying to like Mediate between the two of them And finally My dad and Matthew McConaughey got to meet each other Which doesn't mean anything but It was just interesting to see my father I hadn't seen him I saw my dad in a dream I saw my dad in a dream I hadn't seen him in 20 years I year, saw my dad in a dream so I saw my, my dad in a dream. dream I hadn't seen him in 20, 20, years. 20 years Even and in his vision I'd, You know, I'd seen him in pictures and I'd seen him in just You know, imaginating what Or imagination, what his What he looked like Or something, but I hadn't seen him really And it made me think that My dad lives in Hawaii or something, you know Like, I was like, oh, is this where he's been? And it made me think Well, of course this is where he's been up it's time to get up and i need to do things and i want to have more experiences in my life you know recently i've just been realizing like i do a lot of stuff but it's a lot of the same just so funny. I mean, I've slept in, you know, in the past 20 years, I've probably fallen asleep in, you know, 42 states and 15 or 20 or 30, con- you know, I don't know, countries. countries. And not once did I see my father. And then, bam, bam,
0: I'm in Maui and there he is. brothers and sisters thank you for being here we'll be back be excellent to one another of course and uh oh yeah meaningwave.com uh couple of hours left on the black friday sale couple of hours left to uh take advantage of that get 25% off everything make your ancestors proud see you very soon God
1: bless.